0: Over the last several weeks, we've been looking in Luke chapter 9 and 10, finding out ways that we can do our best for our Savior. This morning, we're going to discover how it is important to do our best by choosing the best. We'll be looking at a story found in Luke chapter 10. Uh, We'll be starting in verse 38. My dad was a pretty conservative person when it came to making expenditures. He didn't like to spend a lot of money on a lot of things. But when he did decide to buy something, he always bought the best. His theory was, if you buy the best the first time, you won't have to go back in a few months buy something else when that cheap thing that you bought at the store breaks down. And so he would always try to buy the very best. You know, if he was looking for a weed eater, he wouldn't go out and buy a cheap weed eater and save a few dollars because he knew if he did that six months later, he'd be back in the store buying another weed eater because that cheap weed eater fell apart. He didn't usually buy the most expensive item or even the most heavily advertised item. But if you needed a weed eater, his weed eater was always working because he bought the best. As Jesus continues his ministry here in Luke chapter 10, he stops at a home where he'd been many times before. These were good friends of his. It was the home of some siblings, a brother and two sisters, Lazarus and Mary and Martha. Now, we, we know the most famous story about Lazarus. That's come a little bit later on. But now Jesus is just stopping there. He, he's on his way, on his journey, uh, teaching throughout the countryside. And he stopped there uh, just to spend some time uh, with his friends. And as was the normal custom of the day, when when friends would stop by, a lot like it is right now. You always want to feed them something. You know, food's always a a good thing to have when somebody comes over. And and so Martha was very busy about preparing a meal for Jesus and presumably the disciples who had come with him. And for uh, Mary and for Lazarus and whoever else might have showed up that day to meet there uh, with Jesus. But Mary chose something different she decides to spend her time listening to Jesus. In this passage that's about a squabble between two sisters, we learn a very important lesson. Always choose the best in life. Now to do that, to choose the best in life, in every decision that you make, First of all, you need to realize that the best may not always be what you think it is. If Jesus were to come to your house this afternoon, after you go go home from church, you you, you go in the house and, and there's Jesus sitting on the on the couch. What would that look like? Well, Mary and Martha give us two very important clues about how we might react to that situation. Because Jesus really did come to their house this day. And let's see what happened. It's recorded here in Luke chapter 10. Again, we're going to start with verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha, as we read this familiar passage, she usually kind of gets the short end of the stick. So we're going to start with her. There's not really a villain in this story. This is not a story about good and evil. Everybody in this story is trying to do the right thing. But Martha is sometimes portrayed kind of as the villain of this particular account. She's the grumpy one. She's the one that's complaining about her sister but before we're too hard on Martha, well, let's back up for a minute. For one thing, she had a point. In the New Testament day, courtesy and hospitality were everything. Uh, Jesus even used that very truth in, in the parable that he tells about a man who, who comes to a friend's house in the middle of the night looking for food for his guests. Do you remember that parable? Well, that whole parable is based upon this, this custom in the New Testament day that if somebody came to your house, you were obligated to feed them. That was an important thing. So Martha here has a legitimate complaint Mary wasn't holding up her part of the household duties. She wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. There were guests in the home, and the custom of the day said when you had guests, you prepared a meal for them. You took care of them. You made sure they had everything that they needed. And Mary wasn't doing that. They were supposed to be getting the meal ready. That pot roast wasn't going to cook itself. Somebody had to make the iced tea. And just exactly who was going to wash all those dishes? There was a lot to do. And it wasn't just busy work. In the New Testament society, these were things that were required. Not providing these simple matters of hospitality would have been considered shameful for a family to do. It's no wonder that Martha is very distracted when this very important task of taking care of their guests is not being done correctly, at least in her mind. She was distracted by something that was very important. But that very word that's used here in the passage, that word, distracted, it identifies the problem. Martha's focus was on the urgent. And her focus on what was urgent almost made her miss what was most important. She was focused on making soup while Mary was focused on the Messiah teaching in the living room. (laughs) Now again, there's nothing wrong with making soup. There's nothing wrong with feeding your friends. There's nothing wrong with being hospitable to guests. In fact, that's a good thing to do. Except when it makes you miss the most important. Except... And it makes you miss Jesus. We took our girls down to the, the, the diamond mine down in, in South Arkansas a few years back. It's a state park where you literally can walk around and pick up diamonds off the ground. Really. People have found more than 33,000 diamonds. And, and most of the time... They just find them laying there in the dirt, walking around. We didn't find any. We did find some rocks that kind of looked diamond-like. At least I thought so. They were clear. They were kind of angular like a diamond you would think would be. And I thought, well, you never know. So, so I took what we had found into the ranger station and I said, uh, are these diamonds? And the ranger took one look and she said, nope, those are quartz. And I asked her, well, how do you know? It looks kind of like a diamond to me. And she said, well, best I can tell you is you'll know a diamond when you see it. I didn't see one, but from what I've been told, that's true. You might mistake quartz for a diamond, but you won't mistake a diamond for quartz because there's nothing like it. If you go to Arkansas and find one, let me know. But I suspect if you go to Arkansas and you find one, you're not going to let me know. You're going to let everybody know. If I found a diamond out in my backyard, I'd be letting everybody know about it. Martha was mistaking quartz for a diamond. Now, quartz is actually a very useful stone. There's some very important things you can do with Quartz. In fact, if you're wearing a watch this morning, you're probably able to tell time because of a little piece of quartz that is inside of your watch. Scientists have found out that quartz vibrates at exactly the same rate. If you put electricity through a little piece of quartz, it will always vibrate 32,768 times per second, all the time, every time. And because of that, they can use those vibrations and do all the scientific calculations so that that vibration can then be turned into where you can tell that I've got 13 minutes to finish this sermon. There's nothing wrong with quartz. There's nothing wrong with making lunch for your friends. There's nothing wrong with a custom that says you should be nice to your guests. There's nothing wrong with helping your sister wash dishes. Those are all good things. But as good as they are, they are not as good as Jesus. We need to understand that. Whatever there is in our life that keeps us from Jesus, no matter how good that thing may be, we are settling for less than the best. So look at your life. Is there anything in your life That you are putting ahead of Jesus. Now, now normally, you know, we think about sin as, as, as those, those terrible things, those things that hurt people, those things that, that, you know, we know are bad. And that is absolutely true. Those things will keep us from Jesus. That's absolutely right. But the reality is there are some good things that become not so good when they keep us from Jesus. Maybe it's a really good job. Something that, that, boy, you really enjoy and you're making good money, but it just gets in the way of serving the Lord. It's not that the job is a bad thing. It's just that you're settling for second best. Or maybe it's an interesting hobby, something that really fulfills you, something you really enjoy doing, something that you love dearly. And again, hobbies can be really, really good. You can actually accomplish some wonderful things through simple hobbies. That's not bad, unless it keeps you from Jesus. It's not that you're not going to do those things. Everybody needs to work. Everybody's got to earn a living. Everybody likes a hobby. It's a good thing to have a hobby. God gives us talents and He gives us desires and and passions to do some, some really helpful and useful things. It's just that we have to realize those things must never come before Jesus. We don't want to settle for second best. So to choose the best, you have to know the best. Let's move on with the story. Martha knew that there was work that needed to be done, and that was a significant thing. It's just that Mary knew there was something even more important. Look back at verse 39. Uh, The Bible describes Mary with these words. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. Sitting at someone's feet in the New Testament day, it was a sign of deep reverence. It was a sign of, of a willingness to listen. It was a sign of devotion. To sit at the feet of a a teacher was a sign of great respect. It likely was the position the disciples would take as they were listening to Jesus teach. Martha knew the agenda for the day. Mary knew the reason for the agenda. Jesus was here. And Jesus wanted Martha to understand that too. And so he says to Martha in verse 41 Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus had already warned his disciples. About worry, all the way back in Matthew chapter 6. But it wasn't just Martha's anxiety that, that Jesus was cautioning her about, it was her focus. She was focused on something good. Mary, on the other hand, was focused on what was best. Martha was focused on lunch, that was important. But even if she made the best lunch in the world, everybody would be hungry again by dinner time. Mary was focused on Jesus, the living water. In Christ, they would never thirst again. It wasn't that Jesus didn't want them to eat. He just didn't want him to miss what was best. You will hear this all the time at restaurants. If you're going to restaurants yet, if you go and sit down and just listen, and you'll hear somebody say, as their, their server comes to the table, they'll ask them, So, what is your restaurant's best dish? Now, why do people ask that? Why do they ask somebody, What's your best dish? Well, they just order whatever they want. Well, it's kind of obvious. If you're going to take the time to drive all the way to the restaurant, to go in and sit down, and you're going to pay good money for a meal, you might as well get the very best that restaurant makes. Jesus didn't want Martha to miss what was best. There'd be time to fix the sandwiches. But right now, Jesus was headed to the cross. That's where he was going when he stopped there at Mary, Martha, and Lazarus' house. He knew where his ministry was headed. He knew there was a limited time for them to be physically with him. There was only that day that Mary and Martha could take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Or let's put this another way. You know, football's started up in high school. Maybe it'll start up here for college, and, and the NFL, we'll find out. But but let's suppose this was a normal year. Wouldn't that be fun? Let's just imagine there's no pandemic, there's no masks. it's just back to normal. Everything's back to normal. And someone offers you Chiefs playoff tickets. Now, if you're not a Chiefs fan, just, just insert the name of your team in that line. <laughs> So someone says, here's some Chiefs tickets for a playoff game. Or you can go to Walmart and buy some more groceries. You've got your choice. You can go to the playoff game or you can go to Walmart. Now there's nothing wrong with going to Walmart. I mean, everybody needs groceries. Everybody's got to eat. You can't eat an empty refrigerator. You yeah, everybody's got to get some food every now and then. But you've only got so many chances to go to a Chiefs playoffs game. Folks, this side of heaven, we're only going to have so many chances to serve the Lord. In fact, we only have this side of heaven To share the gospel. Because when we get to heaven, everybody there is already going to know Jesus. They're already going to be saved. So it's just right now. Whatever time the Lord gives us right now, that's all that we have. To share the good news of Christ with our friends and neighbors and community. This is it. So this morning, I want to challenge you to focus on what's best. Now it doesn't mean that we're not going to do the other things you know the Lord understands that He understood that Mary Martha needed to eat he wanted to eat too. The Lord understands that we've got to work. The Lord understands that we've got to mow the lawn. The Lord understands we've got to take care of family. The Lord understands that we've got you know, all the other responsibilities. The Lord understands that we need time to to recreate. The Lord understands that we need time to rest. The Lord understands that we've got interests and, and things that we do. He put those interests in our mind. So He understands all of that. He just wants us to understand we must not put any of those things ahead of Him. And so we should approach every day with, okay, I'm, I'm getting dressed, I'm getting ready to go to work. What's something I can do at work today that will glorify the Lord? What, what's something I can do today at work that, that can share the gospel with one of my co-workers? What's something, what's something I can do in, in this task that I have that will be an effective tool in, in sharing the good news of Christ with my world? Or you're going to school. I know school's been an interesting experience for folks this year. And as we challenged you last week, I hope you've been praying for teachers and for faculty members and for students every day last week, and will continue to do so. They need those prayers. It was a challenging week for our our public school systems last week, so keep them in your prayers. But you're going to school. You're gathering your books. You're putting them in your book bag. Think about okay, what can I do today. What's something I can do today that will glorify Jesus? What's something I can do that will share the gospel today? What's something I can do? This is the only Monday, September, or what is it, August, what's it going to be? 31st tomorrow. Not quite September yet. So this will be October. This this, this is the last day in August of 2020 that I'm going to have to to share the Lord. So what can I do to do that? Or, Or maybe another example. We're starting up our, our small groups today. We're restarting those. That's, that's an exciting thing. We're, I know we're all excited about doing that. We're glad to be able to do that. But, but as we are restarting our ministries, and we're going to continue to do that step by step. We're going to take all the precautions that we need to take. But we're going to be restarting our ministries one by one. So let's talk about our small groups. As we restart our small groups. We're going to be glad to see each other and be able to talk to each other and be able to to share prayer requests with each other. That's going to be really exciting. But we also want to think about why are we getting in these small groups? Why why did we miss this? If it was just a time to get together with the friends, we could do that at the country club. We could do that at the senior center. We could do that at school. We get together in small groups for something even more important. Now, that doesn't mean that getting together with your friends is bad. It's not. And and I hope you have a great time visiting with your friends and just catching up and just seeing one another. I hope that's a great blessing in your life. But that's not the most important thing. We do small groups so that you can share the gospel. So that you can share Christ within that small group. And that means you need to have some unsaved people in your small groups. You need to be inviting some friends and neighbors that don't know the Lord to come with you. And I know that's a big challenge right now, but we ought to be thinking about that. We ought to be thinking, okay, how can I do that within a pandemic? How can I share Christ in our Sunday school class during these challenging days? We ought to be thinking about that because that's the most important thing. How can we serve Christ today? Because this is the only August 30th, 2020, that we're going to have. So how can we glorify Christ today? How can we share the Gospel today? Focus on what's best. Heavenly Father, this is a hard passage. It's a familiar passage. Most of us have read this many times, and we've heard this story many times about Mary Martha, and we kind of snicker at at Martha being so concerned about lunch. But, But Lord, we're just like that. We have some really, really good things in our life, Heavenly Father, and you blessed us with those. We, we have jobs and, and homes and families that are really, really good things. And, and we, we thank you for those blessings. But Lord, help us never to place the blessing above you who have blessed us. Help us to always focus on what's most important. Help us, Heavenly Father, we pray, to focus on what's best. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In just a moment, we're going to have a time of invitation. It's an opportunity for you to respond to what God is doing in your life this morning. Uh, maybe you're here, and, and your life has been focused on a lot of things, but all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, you know, I had not been focused on Jesus at all. I mean, I, I knew the stories, I, you know, I know the Christmas story, and I, I know some of the Bible stories, but, but I've not really made him the focus of my life. How, how do I do that? Well, we want to help you this morning. So here, here's the wonderful news. Jesus died on the cross and then rose again. And he did that just for you. He did that. So that you could have the very best in life. Now, am I saying you're going to have drive a nice car and live in a nice house? I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But see, those things aren't the best. They're really not. The very best is knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we want to help you do that today. Now, normally we would invite you to come here to the front so we could sit down and kind of talk you through the, the Scripture and show you in the Bible how you can uh, confess your sins to Christ, how you can ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And we would love to be able to do that, but because of the virus, we're just not able to do it quite that way right now. But we have a way that, that we can do it. Here, here's what you do. There in the P-Rex, there's a card. Just take that card and fill in the contact information. There's a box down at the bottom that says, I want to receive Christ as my Savior. Just check that box. And we'll contact you and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll walk, walk you through the scripture. We'll, we'll show you how you can have the very best in your life, how you can know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior today. Or if you're watching us online, just email us at the church. The address is nhbc at nationalheights.org. We'll be glad to contact you with that same information. Maybe there's some other way that God is speaking to your heart today. Maybe you know the Lord is your Savior, but you know how important it is to connect with a local church and you want to know how you can be a part of National Heights. We'll be glad to give that information to you as well. You can just fill out that contact information. Check the box, I want to know how to be a part of National Heights. We'll get that information to you. Maybe there's some other way that the Lord's dealing with you today. Maybe you've got a prayer need and you'd want to bring that to the Lord. You feel free to do that. Or or maybe today... Uh, you realize, wow, I've been settling for second best. I've been settling for some good things in my life. Boy, God's blessed me in some wonderful ways, but oh my goodness, I've been placing the blessing above the one who blessed me. I don't want to do that anymore. I've got some really important things, some things that God's going to help me to do. He's going to help me take care of my family. He's going to help me do my job. He's going to help me be a good student at school. He's going to help me do all of those things, and I'm going to do that. But the very best... It's where I want my focus to be. I want to be focused on Jesus. And so today your prayer would be, God, as I start my new week, forgive me for those times that I haven't been focused on You. And Lord, in everything I do this week, I want to make You my focus. Heavenly Father, I I want to make You the focus of everything that I do. When I go to my job tomorrow morning, I want to be focused on Jesus. When, When I go to school tomorrow, I want to be focused on Jesus. When I'm out mowing my lawn and I see my neighbor that that I know doesn't know the Lord, I I want to seize that opportunity. Lord, I want you to be my focus in everything that I do. I hope with me that will be your prayer this morning as we sing together.